Welcome to my channel, The Inspiring Voice, where I'll be talking about diverse subjects. And if you guys have a topic you want me to address or you want to collaborate with me, just email me at inspiringvoice34 at gmail.com. And what's more, my podcast is now available on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocketcast, and Breaker. All thanks to Anchor for helping me and sharing my podcast with the world. I'll be sure to read your emails and will be happy to talk about the topics you guys suggest. If you guys want to read my books, you can find them on Wattpad with the username Kia underscore right and Instagram account inspiring underscore voice underscore podcast. Lastly, welcome to the Inspiring Voice and hope you have a splendid time here. Good evening listeners. How are you guys doing? Today is the day before Halloween and what better way to celebrate than to tell each other some of the creepiest horror stories that you guys submitted. This Halloween is just getting started. Today's horror stories have been submitted by Sasha Miao. Don't forget to check out their Instagram, Miao underscore gaming, and the books on Wattpad with the username Shasha the Miao. Let's begin. Part 1. The Strange Neighbor Another night with blood-curling howls echoing through the peaceful neighborhood, enough to send chills down the spine of even the bravest man in the world. There it comes. Then again. And again. Ashley was kept awake that night, just like always when the blood-chilling howls came. It didn't help when those howling creatures happened to be her next-door neighbors. Ashley couldn't take it anymore. She was tired, annoyed, and sleep-deprived. She really wanted to close her eyes and get a shut-eye, but it wouldn't come. Not when those mutts howled like that. With a groan, she got out of her bed and staggered her way towards the bathroom down the hall. She hated how the bathroom was practically touching the perimeter of the house next door. But she still had to go and she didn't have much of a choice. Unless she wanted to use the bathroom out back, which wasn't an option in her opinion. So now, as Ashley sat on the toilet to answer Nature's call, a new sound broke through the silence of the night. It sounded like a voice. But it was weird. It sounded thick and distorted and it came in quick bursts instead of the steady of voices she would normally hear. She didn't understand a word of it and it sounded a lot like gibberish. Emotionlessly bland, inhuman and overall creepy. Ashley couldn't take it anymore. As soon as she was done, she burst out of the bathroom, washed her hands in the sink and bolted back to her bedroom. But thank goodness the howling had stopped. She sighed in relief as she closed her eyes to let sleep swallow her up into its blissful abyss. But there was something else. It definitely came from that creepy house considering the window by the side of her bed literally overlooked the porch of the house. The howling and creepy voices were now replaced by a strange noise. It sounded like scratching, no, scraping. The sound was as if someone took a flat metal object and hit the tip against a hard rocky surface. To Ashley, it sounded like someone was trying to dig into a rock using a regular spade or shovel, rather unsuccessfully by the sound of it. The sound came, time and time again. Ashley tried to cover her ear with the thick bolster she had since she was a toddler, but it didn't help muffle the noise. Not even a little bit. Oh, how much Ashley wished she would bought those earplugs she saw at the store. But then again, 
She doubted that even earplugs would be able to shut the noise out. Ashley turned away from the window, facing her right, to see the rest of her room. She tightly shut her eyes as she pressed her right ear against her pillow and pressed the bolster against her other ear. She needed to sleep, especially since she had an exam the next morning. She knew how bad she'd do with three days of bad night's sleep. She was certain that even coffee wouldn't help. For some reason, she realized she even felt sleepier when she consumed caffeine. Her friends said that it's weird and she couldn't help agreeing with them. She somehow fell asleep in that position because the next thing she knew, her Bluetooth alarm clock was playing Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Ashley jolted back. Ashley dolted awake at the sudden noise and blindly pressed the snooze button on top of the sleep device to silence it. Ashley stretched in the bed, loosening her sore limbs as she yawned to receive more air. She sat up and ran her fingers through her tangled mess of curls. She closed her eyes while she rubbed them, yawning for the second time. She kept her eyes closed as she cleared away the crust around her eyes. Ashley opened her eyes and turned her head around to stretch her sore neck. Turned over to her left, her eyes fell on the window. She always kept the curtains shut as she didn't want her manji neighbors to be spying on her while she was going about on her day. But there was one thing, but there was one thing she had to find out. What were those noises she heard? Was there someone living next door? She lifted the curtain and stuck her head under to see what was going on. As usual, she never really saw anyone around. Looks of it, the house was abandoned and she was sure of it. The front door was barricaded with stacks and stacks of newspaper and who knows what else while random debris lay strewn around the perimeter of the house. Definitely no one lived there. Whatever she heard last night was probably just the stray dogs that took cover there. Or at least she thought those were strays. It didn't look like anyone was living there anyway. Ashley pulled the curtains back in place and stretched her sore muscles yet again as she grunted in relief that the position she slept in left a painful cramp on her side. Well, at least she managed to sleep. Ashley started her day by getting ready for school. Plating her unruly hair was always the hardest part. It always tangled itself up and she, and she had a very hard time untangling it. But she had to, since she had to look neat for school. Ashley was finally back from school. She squealed happily as she fell headfirst onto her bed. It was Friday and the beginning of a week's worth of school holiday. She was looking forward to it, especially since she had a painful exam that week, and it was delightful how it ended with a break. She cheered alone and relaxed from her bed before changing out of her uniform. She threw the uniform into the laundry basket on her way to the kitchen to see what her mother had prepared for lunch. So, Ashley said, suddenly making an appearance, what's for lunch? Rice, her mother said. With what? Curry. What curry is it? Just see for yourself, her mother said, pointing at the cloche. Ashley sighed and got herself a plate of rice with chicken curry and sliced cucumber on the side. Her mother had gone all Indian on today's lunch and she liked it. She ate her lunch at the dining table with headphones blasting music into her ears. Her mother was in the living room watching TV. 
The song finished and there was a small interval between this song and the next. She quickly took off her earphones with her clean hand and rushed over to the window behind her. The window overlooked the neighboring abandoned site. She needed to know what the sound was. Ashley squinted as she leaned closer towards the window to take a look. She must know. But to her surprise, she saw a creepy figure digging the paved ground with a shovel for some reason. What were they doing? And why were they doing that? Ashley quickly went over to the sink and washed her hands before grabbing the keys to the side door. This was her chance. She opened the door after what felt like hours for searching for the key. Finally, she stepped out to the perimeter of her house and peeked over the fence that separated her house from their neighbors. The figure that dug the ground was a cranky, unfriendly-looking woman who looked suspiciously weird. She continued on and on, digging into the paved land with her shovel, but it all made sense now. This lunatic was trying to unpave the land so she could plant trees that she wouldn't even take care of. There was proof because she never trimmed them down and trees once disrupted Ashley's household TV signal. It was a good thing that the region had plenty of rainfall or else those poor plants would dry out. Besides, the woman planted the strangest trees imaginable. She never really left the house and Ashley realized why she thought the house was abandoned and the dogs were definitely hers. She just never really got a clear look at their colors. Well, I guess it's case closed then. She turned around, laughing at herself as she re-entered the house to finish her meal. She locked the door and sat down on the dining chair again. The woman went on, digging the ground to make charred flower beds. Ashley almost felt sorry for her. That was if she didn't keep her awake at night. Wait a second. This woman dug the ground to make a flower bed in the middle of the night. Ashley swallowed hard. Was her neighbor even human? Story 2 The Humming September 1997 It was the peak of afternoon and two women were doing their usual babysitting. They ran a home daycare where a few busy couples sent their children and currently they took care of a little boy named Kevin. The contractors won't be coming in today, Sabrina told her mother as she sat down in front of her. Gary said the materials haven't arrived yet. They're coming tomorrow, right? Susanna said, keeping the two-year-old boy under her watchful eye. Because I'm not paying them to slack off, Sabrina agreed and then suddenly heard the rumble of thunder. It's gonna rain, Sabrina said looking out their window. I think we better bring the laundry in. Oh, come on. It's still bright outside. Susanna said, leaning back on her armchair. It's not going to rain just yet. Remember the last time you said that? Sabrina pointed out with a smirk, earning glare from her mother. Come on, mom. We need to bring them in. They're probably dry now anyway. They both went out. The little boy tagging along with them. They started taking in the washing. They went around their port, they started taking the clothes off the fence and their metal swing. They were alerted when they suddenly heard the sound of someone humming. It was a gruff male voice, but still a musical hum. Well, did you hear that? Susanna asked her daughter. Sabrina listened carefully and nodded. 
The two of them started looking for the source of the sound, their arms piled high with freshly dried clothes. They realized something alarming. The humming was coming from inside the house. Their house was under renovation. Anyone could enter the house through the backyard and into the unfinished bathroom. The backyard hasn't been fenced in yet and the wall of the bathroom wasn't finished. Basically, anyone could waltz in unnoticed through the unfinished bathroom that's gonna be attached to the last bedroom. Grab Kevin. We need to check it out, Susanna cried. Someone may have broken in. With one hand around a pile of clothes and the other hand grasping the toddler's tiny hand, they ran back into the house as fast as they could. They haphazardly dumped the clothes onto the couch and ran to check it out. You check from the kitchen window, I'll go confront him through the door, Sabrina ordered. I'll take Kevin with me. Susanna nodded and then did as her daughter had said. The humming was becoming louder and louder as they got closer. Sabrina gulped as she neared the unfinished room, slightly holding the toddler's hand in hers. The humming was becoming louder and louder as they got closer. Sabrina gulped as she neared the unfinished room, tightly holding the toddler's hand in hers. Just as she was getting closer and closer, she heard another voice humming. Little Kevin was following the tune the unknown man was singing, freaking Sabrina out even more. Susanna made her way towards the back of the house. There was a window in that bedroom that overlooked the scullery, so Susanna could see the room without having to get into it. She squinted her eyes at the tinted plate glass and looked into the room. She saw a pair of legs wearing long brown trousers. The owner of the legs seemed to be laying on the ground, with one leg on top of the other. He was also swaying his foot to the rhythm he was humming. Sabrina, on the other hand, was clutching the doorknob. She gulped and quickly swung the door open. The humming instantly stopped. On Susanna's end, the pair of legs immediately disappeared. What? Sabrina uttered and ran into the room to look around. There was no one in sight, besides the broken wall and debris. Susanna soon joined her in the room. Where's that guy? Susanna asked, looking around. Guy? Sabrina asked. Mom, what did you see before I came in? I saw someone's legs, Susanna explained, and he looked like he was laying down with one leg on the other, and he was swaying his foot. And then she turned pale as she realized something. What is it, Ma? Sabrina asked, concerned. There was no foot, Susanna said. All I saw was a pair of brown pants. I didn't see the rest of him. Sabrina gulped. They quickly left the room dragging the toddler along with them and went back to the living room. What was that thing? Sabrina asked. Mom, you're the one that saw it. What did it look like? I told you. All I saw were a pair of legs with brown pants, Susanna said, and the person was laying on the ground, shaking his foot with one leg on top of the other. I didn't see a face, head, torso, nothing. Whatever it was, it wasn't human, Sabrina agreed. He started feeling feverish after that. When everyone else got home that evening, they told them about what they saw. Something's not right, Dave, Sabrina's brother, said thoughtfully. It was human, all right. He went to check on the room again and found nothing. He went over to the altar and grabbed some holy ash. He went back to the room and sprinkled it in every corner, chanting some of mantras as he did so. 
One of the contractors must have left something behind, Susanna's husband Stanley concluded. I'll ask Gary about it tomorrow. Sabrina called in sick that day. For some reason, she had a very high fever. When Gary and his workers came in, Stanley and Susanna confronted them. Sabrina overheard their conversation from upstairs while they spoke in the dining hall. We saw someone in the room yesterday, Stanley began. It wasn't one of you guys, now was it? No, we didn't come in yesterday, Gary answered, shaking his head. Why do you ask? Well, my wife and daughter saw something in here yesterday, Stanley said. But when they went in to have a look, the person vanished. Gary looked at his workers slightly confused. Who was it? He asked them. The workers all being foreigners looking at each other, scratching their heads and laughing sheepishly. Maybe it was it? Someone answered with a laugh. It? Gary asked, confused. Yeah, it. The foreigner said, again, laughing. It must have been it. It was it. Case closed, Gary said, jokingly. What? Stanley said, confused. Really? The workers just nodded and were left speechless and got back to work. Susanna and Stanley were left speechless. They were glad that Dave performed a small prayer in that room. They weren't sure if the workers were poking fun at them or telling them the truth. But there's one thing for sure. They saw what they saw. Part 7. The Obscene Phone Caller End of the year 1995. Sabrina took out her thick, heavy reference book to study some history. Her public exams were coming up and she needed to do well for it. The house phone suddenly rang and her mother shouted for her to go pick it up. Sabrina groaned and went to get it. But before she could pick it up, her father went to pick it up. Hello? She heard Stanley say repeatedly. Hello? Hello? She then heard the receiver slamming back down on its cradle, followed by her father walking in. Who was it? Sabrina asked. Stanley shrugged. Never said anything. I kept saying hello, but there was no sound. Sabrina shrugged it off and continued studying. For days, they would receive unknown phone calls from someone. The person would not say a word and instantly hangs up when someone picks up the phone. One day, since Sabrina was in the living room, she decided to answer the call. She picked up the receiver and put it against her ear. Hello, she said, after a pause. Is this Sabrina? A male voice said. Sabrina became alert. She didn't know much guys and certainly this was one stranger. No. Sabrina said, she is not in. Who is this? When Sabrina comes, tell her that Maverick called. The man said before hanging up. Maverick? Who was this Maverick? And how did he know about her? Sabrina instantly told her parents about it. After that, the calls started coming more and more often. I love you so much. I want to be with you always. Maverick said once. Sabrina was speechless. She slammed the phone down and hung up. From once a month, it became once a week to every day. Did you give your number to anyone? Stanley asked, doubting Sabrina a little. Dad, I swear I didn't give it to anyone. Sabrina defended herself. I never give it to anyone, not even my friends. Sabrina focused more on her studies. That was her concern. She had exams coming soon and she had to finish them. The calls never stopped coming and they soon got used to it. One day, Sabrina's cousin Aaron visited. Sabrina went over to the kitchen to bring him something to drink when the phone rang. Sabrina sat in the master bedroom studying. 
She shuddered when the phone rang again, but it suddenly went silent, signaling that someone had picked it up. She shuddered. What is your problem? Susanna argued with this maverick fellow. Why do you keep calling here? Aaron heard the conversation and went to see what was up. He also heard a lot about this strange guy that kept calling for Sabrina, and he was sure that it was happening again. Give me the phone, auntie, Aaron said, taking the phone off his hands. Sabrina heard the argument from the room and opened the door slightly to have a look. I know it's you, Maverick, Aaron shouted into the phone. Stop calling this place, I'm warning you. Aaron started yelling even more when Maverick started throwing profanities at him. Don't talk to me like that, Aaron shouted again. I'm coming there. Maverick continued to yell at him over the phone. If you call here one more time, I'll tear you to pieces, she heard Aaron shout before ending the call. He hung up and turned to Susanna. I think I might know who this Maverick is, Aaron said. I have a feeling it's Cecilia's brother. His name is Maverick and it sounds sort of like him. Cecilia was his wife that he married a few months ago. There was a possibility since his family did have the family house phone's number. Aaron suspected him to be the one since he was a little closer to her age. The exams were finally over and her classmate hosted a huge party at her mansion, inviting everyone. Sabrina begged for her parents to approve and they did. Her house wasn't that far away and Stanley agreed to drop her off there. Sabrina got out of the car and was greeted by her overexcited classmate. She welcomed her and led her into the house. Sabrina waved at her family's light blue Mitsubishi Lancer. Sabrina could hear the engine roaring off into the night even after she entered the house. So she had lots of fun partying with her friends. They danced even when they didn't really know how to and had lots of fun. They even pushed each other into the swimming pool. Stanley drove back home and sat around with the rest of the family. Lo and behold, the phone rang again. This time, Stanley picked up the phone. Is Sabrina in? Maverick's voice came as usual. No, and look, if you call again, I'll kill you, Stanley threatened. I'll kidnap Sabrina. Maverick threatened back. Stop me if you can. Well, come on then, Stanley said. I'll be waiting right here for you. I'm on my way, Maverick said before hanging up. Stanley and the rest of the family equipped themselves with weapons and waited for his arrival. They had no idea how he would arrive or when he would. All of a sudden, someone knocked on the metal gate outside. Stanley grabbed his large yellow screwdriver and opened the screen door to see who it was. He saw the silhouette of a tall guy surrounded by a gang of people in the dark. Father? A feminine voice called. He instantly recognized that voice to be his niece. She and her sisters were very close till they referred to Stanley and Susanna as their parents. Wait, let me get the keys, Stanley said, hiding the screwdriver behind his back. He went back in and handed the screwdriver to Susanna, asking her to put it away. He invited them in and everything turned out fine. No maverick came during the rest of the night. Stanley went over to pick up Sabrina and was surprised to see her drenched. What happened? Stanley asked as soon as she got into the car. Fell in the pool, Sabrina said. They went home and soon told her about the Maverick story. And then someone did come, Susanna said, exaggerating the story a little more. We all grabbed something and your father even took that yellow screwdriver to go confront him. Sabrina listened, hanging onto her seat. Turns out it was just Vera, Stanley said with a chuckle. She really did look like a guy in the dark, especially because of her short hair. 
After that night, Maverick never really called again. Not once, Susanna suspected Aaron had personally confronted his brother-in-law, considering that he really did think it was the same Maverick. Sabrina never liked him either. Whenever he saw her, he'd give her a sinister grin that Sabrina simply hated. She totally ignore him. To this day, no one knows for sure if it really was him. Thank you to my followers and listeners for all the support and especially to Sasha Miao for their chilling stories. May your Halloween be filled with scary times and scary memories. Happy Halloween!